Cotswold Ministries of All Nations in Masuzu, Malawi and Bloemfontein, South Africa. We continue with a new covenant, uh, episode 4. Please, please listen to all the other episodes as well. There are many, many scriptures you can read to understand the new covenant better. God promised a new covenant through the prophet Jeremiah 600 years before the coming of Jesus into this world. The law of God written on the minds and hearts of people. That is the, the new covenant, the ministry of the Spirit. Jeremiah 31, 31. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. 32. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. Jeremiah 31, 33. This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. And that is, that is through the Holy Spirit. That is through the Holy Spirit, God writing the laws in the minds and the hearts of the people. Jesus is the mediator of the new covenant, and his ministry, the ministry of the new covenant, is a ministry of the Spirit. And again, the ministry of the Spirit is a ministry that brings righteousness. So the new covenant is about the Holy Spirit. It is about Jesus, who is a mediator of the new covenant. And it is about righteousness. And it is about the kingdom of God. Jesus is preparing from where he is on his throne in heaven through the Holy Spirit for God his Father, as we discussed it in another episode. Now the ministry of that brings righteousness means it is a ministry that teaches you how to stay righteous after you have received Jesus as your Lord. And Savior. You must remember, you are not going to heaven with the righteousness of Jesus. You are going to heaven on the basis of your own righteousness. You got saved through the righteousness of Jesus. But from there on, you have to prove your faith and you have to obey Jesus. You have to obey the Holy Spirit. You have to stop sinning. You have to follow the instructions of the Holy Spirit. It is a journey. To be conformed to the image of Jesus, and the image of Jesus is righteousness and holiness, the image of Jesus and of God the Father. So here we are talking about righteousness. So the ministry is there to teach you that the, the new covenant is there. God writing the laws on the minds of the people, through the Holy Spirit. And Jesus 
is directing the, what the what the Holy Spirit is telling you is coming from Jesus. So it's actually Jesus who is working through the Holy Spirit to prepare you for the kingdom of God. Again, Jesus is the mediator of the new covenant, and his ministry, the ministry of the new covenant, is a ministry of the Spirit. So beautiful. The ministry of the new covenant is a ministry of the Spirit, and the ministry of the Spirit is a ministry that brings righteousness. It's all about righteousness. When Jesus is coming on for the second time, he will come to fetch the righteous Christians, to take the righteous Christians out of this world. If you're not righteous, you are going to miss the kingdom of heaven. Now we can read Hebrews 8.6, but in fact the ministry Jesus has received is as superior to theirs as a covenant of which he is a mediator is superior to the old one, since the new covenant is established on better promises. 2 Corinthians 3.7 Now if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, came with glory, so that the Israelites could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of his glory, transitory though it was, 2 Corinthians 3.8 Will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? 2 Corinthians 3.9 If the ministry that brought condemnation was glory, how much more glorious is a ministry that brings righteousness? These are the scriptures describing the ministry, the new covenant, the ministry of the Spirit, and the ministry that brings righteousness. You can read it. Hebrews 8.6 2 Corinthians 3.7 3.8.3.9 Now to inherit eternal life and to enter the kingdom of God, you must first receive Jesus as your Savior in your life and follow Him as Lord and Savior of your life. And you must stop sinning and live a righteous and holy life. Without holiness, you will not see the Lord. You must obey the commands of God and Jesus by studying your Bible and listen, listening to the Holy Spirit. Jesus is leading you and directing you from His throne in heaven through the Spirit of holiness to live a righteous and holy life. You don't have a choice. It is only the righteous Christians who will be taken up with the second coming of Jesus. Without holiness, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now, obedience that comes from faith that leads to righteousness. Again, you must obey the commands of God, the laws written on the hearts of, of you as a person. And that is only, you can only do it from your faith in Jesus. You must believe and you must Live your faith. So your obedience comes from your faith and that leads to righteousness. We can read Romans 1.5 Through him we were received grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. Obedience that comes from faith. Romans 6.16 don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, so if you sin, you die, 
or to obedience which leads to righteousness. If you are a slave um, to obedience, that obedience will lead you to righteousness. And the righteousness will lead you to holiness. Romans 6.19, I'm using an example from everyday life because of your human limitations. Just, just as you used to offer yourselves as slaves to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness, leading to holiness. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one see will see the Lord. Now again you will understand you are not going to heaven with the holiness and righteousness of Jesus. You are going with your righteousness that comes from faith, from obedience, your own righteousness. You are going to heaven. You only got saved through the through the blood of Jesus, the righteousness and holiness of Jesus. Very important. And now you, <clears throat> you can understand that it is an, not a passive road, it's a very active road. Live according to the Holy Spirit. Romans 7, 6. But now by dying to what once bound us, we have been released from the law so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit. The new law, the new way of the law. And not in the old way of the written code. Serve in a new way of the Spirit. Romans 8.2 Because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. The old law, many people say you must not, you must not be obeying the law, then you are back on obeying the, the old covenant. But this law is a law of the Spirit who gives life because of righteousness, because of your righteousness. Uh, the people under the old covenant failed because it was only out of their minds that they tried to obey the laws of the Lord. But here we, are, we have the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, something of God in ourselves to give us the power, the ability to be obedient to God's laws and obedient to the Holy Spirit, obedient to Jesus, the commands. Romans 8.4, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. If you live according to the flesh, you will die. Romans 8.5, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. It is your responsibility. I repeat, Romans 8, 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit, that is the new covenant, to live according with the Spirit, have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Romans 8, 6. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. 8.8. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. 8.9. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. 
and that Acts 5, 32 or 32, 5, where the Lord said that the, they give the Spirit to those who obey Him. Again, obedience, Romans 18. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. So when you die, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, must be in you. If the Holy Spirit is not in you, you will not be raised to life. And the mortal bodies is becoming the spiritual body. We can read those in 1 Corinthians, I think it's 15, about the spiritual body and the, our natural bodies. So the flesh is not, and blood and flesh cannot enter the kingdom of God. So the mort mortal bodies will be changed into a spiritual body. But you will be he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. So you must make sure that you are pure and holy and righteous so that the Holy Spirit can live in you. Without the Holy Spirit, you will not belong to Christ. 2 Thessalonians 2.13 But we ought always to thank God for your brothers and sisters loved by the Lord because God chose you as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. 1 Peter 1.2 We have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. So Jesus is working from his throne through the Holy Spirit to teach you, to direct you, to lead you, to discipline you so that you will always be pure and holy and righteous so that you can be in his love, in him. Um, Jesus is just amazing and you need the knowledge of Jesus and the wisdom of Jesus. There are beautiful scriptures we will come to later of the, the knowledge Jesus has, the wisdom Jesus has and the experience Jesus has. Jesus is using all those knowledge and wisdom and experience to help you to live in God's will. For you must be conformed to, to, be, to the image of your Lord Jesus, your teacher. You must become like Jesus, your teacher. Colossians 2, 6. So then just as you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord, continue to live your lives in Him by obeying His commands. Obeying his commands, you'll be in him. 1 John 2, 6, whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. 
Luke 6.40, the student is not about the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like that teacher. And Jesus is the one who is training you, teaching you from where he is on his throne in heaven through the Holy Spirit. Romans 8.29, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Ephesians 4.24, and to put on the new self, created to be like God through righteousness and holiness. I just want to give a few scriptures about the treasure and wisdom Jesus has. Um, after you have been born again, you need the knowledge of and wisdom and experience of Jesus to be able to know how to live to please God, to qualify to enter the kingdom of God. I think it's Colossians 1.12 where God said, they've qualified you, the Father has qualified you. You must remember Jesus is building this kingdom of righteous and holy people for God his Father and our Father. Those scriptures is... Um, we refer to in 2 Samuel 7 verses 11 to 16 where God promised that his servant, the descendants of, of, of David will be the one who's building this kingdom for the Father. And Exodus 19, I think it's 6 and 7, we also read what God told Moses. As scripture says, in Jesus are hidden the treasure of wisdom and knowledge, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. Colossians 2.2 My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that the way they may have the full riches of complete understanding, in order that the way that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In Jesus is hidden the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So you must follow Jesus. You must learn from Jesus. This Jesus is your Savior, is your teacher, is your priest, is your king, is your Lord. And eventually you become the like him, a son of the Most High. 1 Corinthians 1 to 4, but to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, you can see it's not about the Greeks and uh, the, the Jews anymore, it's not about Israel anymore, it's about everyone, the individual who's living a, a faithful, faithful life of holiness and righteousness. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Again, you must be in Jesus. And He is your power and your wisdom of God. Isaiah 33, verse 5, The Lord is exalted, for He dwells on high. He will fill Zion with His justice and righteousness. Isaiah 33, 6, He will be the sure foundation for your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is a key to this treasure. So you must hunt for this treasure. You must receive Jesus. You must believe the good news about Jesus as the Son of God, your Savior. You must receive Him personally in your life, asking for forgiveness, repent, and start a new 
way of life, trying every day not to sin. And if you do sin, you always can come back to Jesus and say, ask the Lord, please forgive me, I've sinned again. But try not to make it a habit and don't mock the Lord. Hebrews 5, 8, son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. That once made perfect, Jesus was perfect. That is, I think, when once um, he went through all the things he had to go through in a body as to get enough experience, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Again, obedience. You must remember it's not once saved, always saved. If you sin, you die. If you, you, a Christian can get lost again. It is easy to get lost again. And the scary thing is, Satan Magog is in captivity now since the resurrection of Jesus. And his chief angel is doing all this damaging work, Gog. But soon in our lifetime, Jesus is going to release Satan for that. We read it in Revelation 27. Jesus is going to release Satan, Magog the devil. And that will be the beginning of the tribulation period, but that in another session. Isaiah 53 verse 11, after he has suffered, he will sit see the light of life and be satisfied by his knowledge my righteous servant will justify many he will bear their iniquities so amazing so again you need jesus as your lord and your savior let's give a few more scriptures the spirit of the lord will rest on him is also prophesied in isaiah in Hebrews 9.15, For this reason Christ is the mediator of a new covenant, that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. In 1 Peter you read it that you are forgiven of your past sins. And again, there are many wrong teachings. And one of the teachings many pastors He's telling the people that once forgiven, always forgiven of your present, past and futures. And that is not true. That is the biggest lie. There are a lot of pastors working for the devil. So keep it in mind. The righteous Christians will be going to inherit the kingdom of God. We will read those scriptures in Matthew later. Uh, and if you sin, I think those scriptures are in Ezekiel. If you sin, you die. Uh, and the time of grace means that Jesus, the blood of Jesus is still there. So if you sin, you can come back to the cross. You can come back to Jesus and say, Jesus, please forgive me. I've sinned. I failed. Uh, and he will forgive you again. And you will try again. Eventually, you will overcome the devil. You will be victorious. So it's your journey, your responsibility in this life. And that gives your life a purpose. It's not about money in this world. You need the money to survive. But your duty, your responsibility, your purpose in this life is to purify yourself. After you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, 
to be holy and spotless for the day of judgment. And the devil is out there with all his temptations. Isaiah 11, 2, the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, Jesus, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. Isaiah 61, 1, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me, referring to Jesus, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Isaiah 61 verses 2, it's all about Jesus, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. And we can read the scriptures again in Luke 4, um, 16, when he went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom, he stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free. Luke 4.19, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. 20, then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. Luke 4.21, he began by saying to them, Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So amazing, what privilege those people had. But there's no difference today. Jesus was in the body in this world 2,000 years ago. And since he left, he sent the Holy Spirit to be with us. We are not alone. Jesus is with us through the Holy Spirit. It's another ministry. The, this, the teaching on the Holy Spirit you'll find in, in other episodes. In 2 Timothy 3.15, And now from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So beautiful. Jesus, Jesus is just amazing. 2 Timothy 3.16, All Scripture is God's breath and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. Again, it's all about righteousness. It is all about Jesus who started this way of the law, who implemented it. He was obedient to the Holy Spirit, obedient to death, death on the cross. And that's what we have to do ourselves as well in the near future, to be obedient to death. When you read Revelation, it's a very scary book, you will find that the tribulation period, tribulation period is going to be very, very painful, very hard, very bad. And the Christians will not be raptured before the tribulation period. The trip the, 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 the Christians, the righteous Christians, will go through a tribulation period for 1,260 days. Then Jesus will come. But so you can repair yourselves for a very, very difficult future. So it's about Jesus who, 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 
who came down from heaven, if we read Psalm 40, with the, with the law of God in his heart and willing to come down to teach the people the new way of the law and to be the example. And from since he left the world, after he sent the Holy Spirit to this world, Jesus is connected to you now through the Holy Spirit and he is preparing you to be righteous as God wanted in 2 Samuel 7, the kingdom of righteous and holy people and in Exodus 19, 6 and 7. Um, Jesus is doing it for the Father. We have got the privilege. You don't have to try it on your own. You will not make it. You will not defeat the devil. You have to have the Holy Spirit in you. And again, the Holy Spirit stays only on those who obey, obey Jesus. Titus 1.1, 1, 1, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to further the faith of God's elect and the knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. You must study your Bible. 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So, being in Jesus, learning from Him, living a life like Him, obeying Him, being faithful to Him, listening to the Holy Spirit, then you are obeying the commands, then you are in the love of Jesus, in Jesus, and then you become mature. Then you become like your te teacher in true righteousness and holiness. 1 John 3.25, the one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the Spirit he gave us. 1 John 2.3, we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. 2 John 1.6, and this is love that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. Revelation 12.17, then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to wage war against the rest of the offspring. Those who keep God's commands and hold fast their testimony about Jesus. You must never give up Jesus. You must always, always testify about Jesus. That is not going to be so easy in the near future. But you have to become strong now, become courageous. You have to grow in your faith and your wisdom, your knowledge to stand the tests that are coming very, very soon. Revelation 14, 12, this calls for patient endurance on the part of the people of God to keep his commands and remain faithful to Jesus. Now there are a few more scriptures. John 6.14 For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in Him shall have eternal life. If you believe in Jesus, you will follow Him. And eventually you shall have eternal life. If you don't give up your faith. If you don't give up and say, no, it's too hard. You shall have eternal life. When at the end you, Jesus, find you victorious. John 3.15, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him, may have eternal life. 
John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. John 3.18, Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. So Jesus is the door, Jesus is the way. You can't get to heaven not going through Jesus without receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And now we will find, like the Jews, if I can mention it, who don't believe in Jesus, they are standing condemned. They are just like the other religions who also don't see Jesus as the Son of God, and the Bible described them as, as the Antichrist. So the Jews are far from the chosen people. It is about the individual. doesn't matter nation, race. It is about your willingness to believe the good news about Jesus as a son of God, receiving him as your Lord and Savior, and obeying him, listening to the Holy Spirit as what the Holy Spirit is telling you is coming from Jesus. John 4, 39, many of this... Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. Just, uh, John 6.40 For my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight, in love. Ephesians 1.7, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in him, in him, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Colossians 2.6, so then just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. It's all about the new covenant, listening to the Holy Spirit. Continue to live your lives in him. You can see how it is connected, the Holy Spirit, Jesus the commands, obedience, faith, righteousness, it's all connected to the new covenant. 1 John 2, 5, But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. 2, 6, Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Another scripture there is, is in this world we are like Jesus, meaning we must live like Jesus. 1 John 2, 3, we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Again, you can see now it's not only for just receiving Jesus of Savior and it's done, it is only the beginning. 1 John 2, 4, whoever says I know him but does not do what he commands is a liar and the truth is not in that person. 1 John 1, 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son purifies from all sin, if we walk in the light. The son of, his Son purifies us from all sin. So if you walk in the light, you will be without sin. If you don't walk in the light, you don't have fellowship, and you will live a life of sin, and if you sin, if you have the spots, if you are not holy, you will not 
inherit the kingdom of God. 1 John 1 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Again, if you sin, you can, after you have received Jesus, after you have been born again, and you have received the Holy Spirit, if you sin, the Holy Spirit is going out of you and waiting for you to become to come back to Jesus again. And then Jesus will purify you again from the unrighteousness and the Holy Spirit can come back. So it's about a scary phase and a scary time when you don't have the Holy Spirit in you. John 17, 13, Now this is eternal love, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So you must know your Father. You must know Jesus to be obedient. Thank you very much and please listen to the other episodes as well.